and we're live. Welcome back to season two of Conversations With, where we're talking with the challengers from the James Smith Academy throughout their hashtag Beat the Boss JS and A challenge. We've finished week two and we welcome back some of those challenges that we spoke to last week. We have some apologies from Paul in Madden Fitness, who is moving slabs in preparation for his garden getting done. We have apologies from Fiona Ryan, or Thoughts on Therapy, who's decided to prioritize her fitness and finishing work for the day so she can get a good start to the week. And Shannon, Rafferty, who has um, some other stuff to attend to. Now, I have their updates from week two. So I will, I'll give you those updates before we go to our challenges and hear about their week two updates. We're going to open up the discussion and uh, maybe have a bit more of a group discussion this week on managing the tough days. We also think it's important to discuss gyms reopening and maybe see what our challenges plans are for that as that is happening mid challenge then we're going to discuss what we're going to do for week three as always this will go out on our um tra hashtag transformation tuesday and we'll continue that throughout the challenge up to and including the end of the challenge at week 12. So let's give you some of those those updates. We'll start with um, Fiona's update. She's asked particularly for this to happen because um, she wants to make sure that she stays part of it. Big thing for, for Fiona was in after last week's podcast, that really helped her feel part of the James Smith uh, Academy community. And she wanted to thank uh, one of her other guests, Nikki, for messaging her last week. Um, and she felt that really, really helped. And, and I was really pleased, actually, that the podcast had helped her do that, as this is our, our first challenge. She felt she had a, a tough week in terms of fitness, but that was because of, of some other uh, wins. She was recording um, with somebody else in the mental health industry, and she was super excited about that. She also got a college result on Wednesday, which was really good news. That means she's been offered a place in September and she'll actually have her own counseling clients from next year. And I think that's amazing. And I pass on her, uh, well done for, for that. That's, yeah, well done, girl. Well done, I think we can forgive her for taking on a, a, you know, a bit of a celebration from that. She still find it difficult with tracking her calories, and, but she did just manage to hit her step challenge uh, target. So that's, that's another positive. And I think when you've got other things going on, you, you need to look at the things that you do have. Um, and she's lost eight centimeters since the start of the challenge. So that's, that's amazing. Um, nice going. Yeah, as she said, she's, she's prioritised to get her work in tonight because she her workout in because she felt that she not having got her workout in the start of the week last week that's where the week fell away for her, and um, so she wants to get that in on Monday. So hashtag never miss a Monday. 
Um, and yeah, you know, she's really looking forward to, to the next uh, week and getting more results. So good luck with that, Fiona. We'll now look uh, here from Shannon. Well, from me, They're my words. <laughs> Shannon's words, my voice. <laughs> um, and, and a real positive for her was she, as we heard last week, she had a bit of a tough time pre-challenge. Um, but she started journaling each and every day um, and writing down what's good and what's bad. And that's really made her feel happy, um, which is, is amazing. I think you know, for a lot of people journaling, a good way to get her thoughts down. Um, and she's been able to go back and look at it when she's had a bad day and look at the good stuff as well. Um, so that can try and help her to feel happy again. She's also started walking uh, again after uh, a day on with uh, one of the other JSA members, Gary Haddock in Belfast. And it's great to see that, you know, the community coming, coming together there. And she's got two sessions in at CrossFit, uh, but she said she could barely move from that. <laughs> um, that. She's feeling a lot more motivated this week and she's going to try to stay on track. Um, and she did the weekend without drinking. So that's 100% helped with her, her moods too. So, um, and she, she was there, felt that have, us having a group chat this week would, would be um, really positive. And now, now Paul, um, so he got back on track with 17 rounds and three reps of his uh, Cindy challenge, which is his challenge goal. And he, he put the, uh, the the kind of rock on at the end of that. <laughs> um, he he said that in his in his story update that he would be uh, back next week to fuck shit up. So that that sounds like, uh, <laughs> that sounds like Paul. Um, he's back to tracking his food again, uh, but still at maintenance, which is what he said he was focusing on because he's got a strength goal. He needed the accountability uh, as he wasn't eating enough. Um, I think he felt he definitely was in a deficit previously. And his highlights was running 10 kilometers uh, with me um, at the end of my uh, week. Um, and he felt that I uh, put an amazing effort and uh, said well done for what I achieved. So, that maybe leads into my week. Um and, and I had a I had a massive week. For me, I said as I said, you yeah, we recorded last week. We run the first twenty five kilometers towards my hundred kilometers in seven day challenge. And safe to say that I completed all one hundred kilometers in six days. So I did seven, 18 kilometers on Tuesday. And that was hell running in a straight line towards somewhere I haven't run back. 17 kilometers on uh, Wednesday, 17 kilometers on Thursday, but didn't have enough calories in my system. Um, so I came home having rushed the rain, not taking on my gels as I had been. Um, put the heating on because it was cold, took a shower, sat on my bed for a bit, got to the top of the stairs, felt a bit uh, queasy. 
felt I needed to eat, got to the kitchen, collapsed, hit the floor. <gasps> um, oh no! Pulled myself up to the kitchen counter, to the fridge, pulled a protein bar <laughs> the fridge. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go and eat this in the living room. Got to the living room door, bang, hit the floor again, broke the coffee table, um, and decided, thought, well, oh well, I better eat the protein bar sat on the floor. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so nutrition's important, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I sat there, ate the protein bar, felt immediately better, then got myself back to the kitchen, ate a banana. Pulled some chili out of the freezer, put it in the microwave. Thought, what I'm going to have with the chili? I'm going to have rice. Uh, oh, and I'm going to have chips as well. Um, <laughs> it and it was, you know, an absolute mountain of food. And I sat down and was only able to eat a quarter of it because actually that was it was way too much food. Um, then I had a bit of a fear about running again on Friday, thinking, uh, you yeah, know, hang on, maybe I'm burnt out. But decided to delay my run to the evening and then went out and got last 13 kilometers in for to get me to 90 and I knew once I got to 90 10 left and my running partner said he couldn't run Saturday with me so I I went back to Paul who'd said in the, on Tuesday after the podcast uh, that he hates running he probably regrets saying it but he might run with me so uh, about a maximum of 10k so I went back to him and Friday night and said I need a partner 10k Saturday let's go and he so he showed up ran the last 10k with me and that 10k was an, an absolute breeze I was like <laughs> felt like running on air I was like la 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 <laughs> to Paul all the way through didn't have any real heavy breathing and got to the end and thought I was going to have this tearful, joyful moment. And it was just like, well, ah, it's done. <laughs> Always a climax the end of runs. So then we uh, got the got the um some of the uh um not a diet book book to a crew back together. The four of us went for a few beers and sat in the sunshine and uh so um secret veggie and fat girl guy joined us to have a few beers in the sunshine. Um and that was kind of the end of my end of my week. I went for a recovery swim to try and keep moving on Sunday. Um, and then, you know, so that was like a, a massive achievement with just getting getting that in and done. My calories were all about a thousand calories a day over my deficit uh, target, but I still lost. Weight. I lost about three kilograms. Um, and I weighed myself every day before and after the run, and I was losing about three kilograms on each run. So wow. and sweat rate. Mental. So you know, um, you can tell how much water is probably in my body. <laughs> um, and but on top of that, I had I recorded my uh, story on season one of the podcast um, and revealed all about myself. Um, so that's all there for the work here. Um, there was some difficult stuff in there that I hadn't told my family. Um, and I spoke to my dad today. All was well in the, uh, in the man clan. So um, 
yeah so uh, i feel on the line in a, in a chapter and uh, we're ready to move forward so that that's that's my update um let's hear from i'm just going to go around the screen again so we're going to start this week with nikki okay um what have i done this week um i was pretty in monday tuesday we up hit all my workouts on the Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday. I got some yoga in. That was my aim last week. Um, so I got some yoga in Wednesday and it felt brilliant. Um, so I've been adding bits of yoga in when I can, which is great. Um, hit my step goal, hit a few less, a few hundred less on average than last week, but still massive, um, at least 2000 a day improvement from June step challenge. So I'm still counting that as a win. Um, Weekend working on the house, we renovate houses a bit. Um, we've got a cellar to thank, so we can work on that and get out for walks. And then, yeah, I think that's it. It's rather uneventful in comparison to yours, Alistair. Um, but yeah, keep keeping on trucking, keeping on going. All good here. Good, yeah, good to hear about a bit of that that yoga coming into yeah. into play as well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well done on increasing your steps. Thank you. Um, Lauren. Am I muted? No, I'm good. Uh, yeah, last week was, last week, I, I didn't know if I, I was used to muting myself because my children run amok. Um, last week was good. I am a rehab therapist. I work with special needs kids in the pre-K setting, like uh, preschoolers, and we are live uh, partially for the summer. So last week was the first week that started back, and I had a lot of anxiety about that because there's a lot of precautions and a lot of protocols in place for that. Um, what we can and can't do. It's all one-to-one, -one, certain equipment, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was hard. It was really hard. It's not really safe yet, but we're doing it anyway. So I, I have no choice as an employee. It's either not work or do it. So that kind of sucks. Um, so having the physical activity was really important because the, um, I'm, I belong to two different gyms. I go to a CrossFit and then I go to like a generic one when I don't CrossFit. And the generic one's right by my job. So it was really nice after having kind of a shit time at work to be able to go there and just like pick up some heavy shit throw some heavy shit like because it was you know it's a lot and and doing that instead of going to you know my old ways which would have been a drive-through or going home and just binge eating or whatever else it would have been so um the week itself was tough with a lot of stuff but as far as the challenge goes it felt really really good I got another book under my belt with the books I'm reading um, and I actually ordered more because I know I'm going to, but I wanted to read a book a week to add up to 12 books and I've already read six. So I was like, all right, I ordered a bunch more. So I'm excited to like, I went back into the group where I had told people I was doing it and looked at people's suggestions and added a bunch more. So, um, I'm finding that really helps too, to keep me on track. That's, that sounds like a great week. And I, and I love the, um, being able to relate to your previous actually previously I'd hit the drive-through but now I love throwing some heavy shit around and yeah. <laughs> yeah so um yeah well done you know, I'm still still love the, I still love the drive-through don't misunderstand <laughs> still love the drive-through I'm just trying not to do it as the only coping mechanism anymore oh that's it <laughs> Chris you're not last this week no no oh, I feel so strange can I not be last? <laughs> um, yeah, my week was just trying to be as consistent as the week before, to be honest, where I was trying to hit fifth, my target or my main goal is to do 1.26 million steps in the challenge. 
um, which has been consistent on 15k or more per day. So I managed to do that last week. I stayed above just above 16k a day on average. Um, so I'm just just shy of 900,000 left for the rest of the challenge, and fit in four gym workouts in the garage per week. But last week I had too much drinking on Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, so I didn't. All <laughs> so this week I've got five to do, and a lot of my week was taken up by challenging Stuart Kerr doing holes <laughs> online. So. <laughs> So this week is, um, yeah, I need to do five workouts this week to try and make up for the one I missed last week and just stick to my 15k per day and my calories. Um, I've kept that around about 2,500 to 2,700 per day because um, I'm now noticing that my initial side goal was to lose five kilograms. I've lost two and a half in the first three weeks. I'm on my, this is me getting into my fourth week because I started a little bit early. And I'm noticing my body changing without losing weight anyway. So I might just keep on going with the calories and seeing seeing how that goes for the next couple of weeks and stay on the 2,500 to 2,700 per day on average and see how we go. Because I'm noticing subtle changes in my, my physique without dropping the calories down, just by keeping the activity levels the same, which has been quite interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. And then... I guess you didn't manage four gym, uh, four workouts in the garage, but you did manage four days drinking. So, yeah. <laughs> priorities. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts, it'll come back. <laughs> okay, Hannah, how was your week? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it's my birthday in the week, so I have to behave myself slightly, but I didn't really. I just walked. I walked 40,000 steps that day so I could eat and drink exactly like what I wanted. So, no guilt. Um, hit a 26k average for the week for my steps. Um, my main challenge goal is the workouts. I've done them. Um, they're getting a bit easier. Um, I was showing off my plank to push-ups the other day. I was like, look what I can do. But um, yeah, so that's going well, and we dance and just love it. So yeah, that's not even like fitness; it's just fun. <laughs> that that's but, yeah, that's about my week really. That's a massive step average. That's that's brilliant. I, know, I, I love my walks. Like when it's a school run, I'm getting about ten miles a day in, so it it makes it easy to hit that. 25, 30, without even trying, to be honest. Brilliant. And um, I know that, you know, uh, before we go on to uh, Jack Foster, um, you, that it, you might be interesting for him to hear that your last week you said that you find your, your workouts were quite long because you were having to watch the videos like twice to, mm -hmm. to learn them. How, yeah. how was that this week? Yeah, definitely shortened. There was only a couple of new bits and bobs for this week. So I had to watch the videos again, but obviously where I'm picking it up, I'm like, oh, I know what they're talking about now, all these guys, about these squat things. And yeah, it's, uh, it's like a learning thing as well as the fitness, I guess. Brilliant. Well, well done for getting all your, all your workouts in. It sounds like a really good week. And um, yeah, happy birthday for for last week yeah thank you okay. so 
maybe before we uh, we go to our, our new guest, I'll go to to Stuart to get his his update um, and uh, see how his uh, Murph time came. Oh. Did it come down? And uh, how was your week in general? Um, yeah, so my Murph came down by a couple of minutes which I'll take as a massive win because it's the first time that I've done it done it after work. So I was an early shift on the Saturday. Um, so to come home and do that, I was actually really pleased with myself. Um, the rest of the week, my steps are atrocious. I'm not going to lie. This uh, 2 million target is, yeah, a no-show at the moment. Um, apart from that, nutrition-wise is all good. Still waiting on a new workout plan. Um, I've scrapped that other one and um, just doing Murph conditioning during the week now. What, what do you do, Stuart? What's your job? Um, I'm railway enforcement officer. So it's a lot of walking um, on trains, chasing after suicide people, um, that kind of thing. <laughs> I love, I love that it's your job description, chasing after suicide people. <laughs> well, there's quite, a, there's quite a lot of people out there that are suffering massive mental health at the moment due to today's climate, and they tend to head to the nearest train station. Do you have to... Um, like, are you first, kind of first on the scene? Do you have to start talking there? Um, it all depends, really. We're... Uh, uh, BTP, British Transport Police, could usually get there first because they can get on the blues and twos, get there quicker. Um, but we're more or less... I don't know whether we attract it in a certain sense. People play up in front of us because they know they're going to get the help. Um, so we're kind of always first on scene because we're at that station. But it, it depends. It depends where it is because we... Um, we run so all the way up to Peterborough, <coughs> Cambridge, and to King's Cross, and there's only a team of seven of us. So it it, it depends if we're there on time, or we could be on a, tra a train that's slowed down because there's someone on the track. So we're not even going to get there anyway because we're at a standstill. Mm. Um, it's it's definitely a you know. Sad that people feel they've got to, people get to that stage. I guess it's um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's never nice to nice to hear those those stories. But um, nah, but it's it's life. You kind of just have to get on with it and um, try and help them as much as possible. We've got plenty of resources to help them, so it's just trying to get to them in time before they. It it tends to be the ones that don't tell anyone and they just do it. Uh, I'll be brutally honest. The ones that actually say they're going to do it are the ones actually that want that help but don't know where to go to, so they say it and get the help they need. It's the ones that are dead set that you don't even hear about and they turn up to an unmanned station and just jump. So, yeah. Unfortunately. Mm, yeah, just, Tough job. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, yeah. yeah, I guess... Do you find that sometimes, and that's my before before we maybe just something to think about, maybe don't answer. But does that make do you, do you, do you have some really tough days at work that makes doing the day to day stuff when you come home hard? Well, funny enough, before I did this job, I was in the prison service, so I'm kind of used to it all. I kind of um, 
Um, probably for another podcast, if we delve into mental health, I've kind of dealt with everything previously um, through the prison service. So uh, I've, for the last, what, 12 years, I've always been around mental health, suicidal, self-harm, that kind of thing. So um, I kind of know how to ground myself and who to talk to now if I, if I have any of these um, situations. I, I still keep in touch with a counsellor that I use um, because everyone has those rough days, don't they? We're not all um, superhuman. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. well, well, well done on that marathon coming down, mate, because that was, that was two weeks in a row it came down. So, good, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, nice work. I just, I just wanted to throw out there, as, as somebody who goes to CrossFit and does Murph like once a year, maybe twice a year, like I don't think people who have never done it understand that minutes is huge. Like even yeah. one minute, two minutes, that's a huge improvement. Like you say, oh, one minute, who cares? It's a huge, that's amazing. I think it's a, such an amazing goal. I'm like in awe of your goal because it's so hard. I hate Murph so much. <laughs> I definitely feel it today. I mean, yesterday I thought, oh, I really feel it. Today I struggled really bad. But yeah. I smashed out a bit of um, bit of uh, extra Murph today as well because I just needed to. Yeah, well, yeah, well and um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you will... Uh, Get those steps back in at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I think with two million, it starts to fall away from you. You start having to chase some some good goals. And, um, maybe, maybe maybe Hannah will take some for you. Yes, I, I, think, I think her, her <laughs> average is what I need to okay, do. Mate, <laughs> do um, so, we'll, um, we'll, we'll go over to, to um, Jack. Um, Foster now, who um, yeah, we, we, we celebrated the fact that he was now a, a coach um, for the um, St. Smith Academy, but he is doing the challenge um, and he said he would, he would join in the weeks where he could um, but before Jack maybe it was a, a week two update, maybe he will um, just you know, introduce himself um, maybe let us know how the you know, his first couple of weeks as a coach for JSA has been and um, let us know what his challenge goals are. Welcome, Jack. Hello. Um, yeah, so I'm Jack. I uh, wasn't here last week because it was my first week of being a JSA coach and I was trying to plan everything so that I could do everything. So I could do the podcast, do some other bits, make sure I got my hit, my, uh, my, did all my chats that I needed to do. Uh, and I just didn't because I procrastinated and I thought cause it was Sunday. It was Sunday when I procrastinated and I had to catch up on Monday. So I was just really behind. So that's why I wasn't here last week. Um, but the first you know, couple of weeks of, of uh, being a coach has been quite fun. Like I've spoken to so many different people and it's actually been quite interesting to speak to so many different people. Um, so it's been nice and it's been a bit of a learning curve as well because you kind of understand a bit more about what people are going through because they open, open up a little bit more because um, like people will message me or I'll talk to people on Instagram or whatever uh, but it's a whole different world in the chats everyone sort of opens up and talks about their um, like troubles and wins and it's just it's just a different world but it's a lot of fun and I'm getting a lot better at 
responding like the first time I was on it there was a question I just I, I, I just froze because I wanted to make sure that the answer was like perfect and stuff but now I'm a lot better at it so hopefully I'll uh, carry on getting better um, but as for the challenge so my um, my goal is to be able to get back up to squatting uh, 160 kilos for one uh, one rep my start was 120 um, and then the second week uh, the first, end of the first week I managed to get that up to 130 end of the second week uh, I managed to get up to 130 uh, for two um, for two reps so that I have a because I'm really lucky that I've got a load of gym equipment I've got a squat rack I've got uh, loads of weights um to put on the bar and stuff but the smallest plates i have are five kilos so i have to do jumps of 10 so the way i'm going to do it is if i can do another rep i'll do it and i'll carry on doing that until i'm more comfortable to do a 10 kilo jump um but hopefully in the next few weeks that won't actually be a problem because the gyms will be reopening and i can do those smaller incremental weights um and that was all going well until um, I was getting my steps. I lost some weight. And then on Tuesday, I went for a run. And I was actually on target to like beat my previous PB by another two minutes. So I would have been around the 30-minute mark. Um, and I just jumped up to, from a road to a curb. And I guess my leg was bent at the point where I was putting force through it. And I just felt something go. Uh, carried on. Did the same thing. Same thing happened. And I thought, okay, well, one more time and I stop. I did it again. And then I couldn't walk for a day. So steps this week has been uh, been shocking, but it seems to be all on the mend right now. And I went to see a physio on Friday as well, and she told me that nothing had torn. Basically, what had happened is that I'm I neglect my stretching a little bit, so my quads are so tight that they're pulling my kneecap out of place, and like part of my knee is inflamed, and that was what the pinching, uh, like the pain and the pinching uh, pain I had was. Um, so I got a massage, I got a stretch like three, four times a day um, and just carry on doing that until it's better. And then even when it's better, I got to carry on because otherwise it'll just, I'll just go back to how it was. But yeah, that's my, that's been my like last couple of weeks. Well, we, um, we spoke about mobility last week and the importance of it. And um, yeah, um, I think it is, is really important. I, Definitely learned that last week with all that running that had I not had my inspiring running partner with me that um yeah who made me stretch before every run and after every run I probably would in a, been in a different place so um yeah is it's super important to to keep stretching but um yeah that, that's a good increase of ten kilograms over the first first week um, especially when you've got lots of new going on um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think we're uh, we'll probably reiterate it, but um, I think there's a lot of people really happy that you've joined the the coach group. So congratulations! Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we we did say that uh, we'd have a, a round robin. Uh, now just a bit more of an open chat um, around managing the the tough days. Now this was suggested by. By Nikki, um, this for this week, where um, you know she she maybe had a had a tough day, um, and uh, and I definitely you know throughout my running had some um, I, I reached some really dark places um, 
last week. So you know, I'm pretty sure that we've we've all had them. Um, and I think you're gonna have them over over a 12 week period. There's definitely gonna be the, the the tough times that you're gonna have. And um, but maybe, and I'm not sure if Jack knows the um, the answer to this. But I was chatting to when I was chatting to Paul on my run. Um, last week he was talking that he talked to Pippa previously about what the dropout rates were of the challenge. Like, uh, where did, did people, where, where did most people drop out? Did they drop out a week two, kind of week uh, later on? And um, I think Pippa had said kind of between uh, weeks nine and 12 is when the most people drop out of the challenge. Um, Far along, wow. And I wow. Think yeah, I wouldn't guess that either. It's, um, he said, I think he said that the failure, the failure, that's not failure rate, that's not the right, the dropout rate uh, was something like 40%. Um, but uh, yeah, he said he couldn't really remember the numbers. Jack, do you know anything of that? Uh, I don't actually know the numbers of it, no. I don't even know how many people have actually signed up to the challenge. Okay. I, think the, I think the percentage was higher. I think it was Graham that told Paul. And I think it was around that week period, but the, the percentage was a lot higher that dropped out. So the, the percentage I heard was the opposite. It was something around the figure of thirty percent actually finished the challenge. From yeah, wow. I'm not actually surprised yeah. at all. Like it takes a me- uh, like a massive mental challenge to carry on. Like especially oh, if you're yeah. in a really negative headspace about your like taking your own photos or whatever. Yeah. And if you the amount of people that are always talking about how they're not seeing like if you go onto the Facebook group, loads of people say. I'm not seeing any differences and stuff, but then they post their photos and there's loads of differences, but like we're own, we're, we're our own worst critics. So then yeah. we go, do you know what, what's the point? Definitely. I can't be bothered. Yeah. Um, there's your homework for one. next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's, yeah. And that's something like when I, on my last challenge I did, which was Bali two, I, um, I only dropped out about week four, week five, just because life got in the way because I was moving into this place. And I was just like, do you know what, I don't know if I can be bothered. And I carried on, and then it got to it got to the last day of the challenge, and I was like, do you know what? I cannot be bothered to do one more day, so I just took my photos and just sent it. I just couldn't be asked to do another day, so I'm not actually that surprised because, especially when you get that close to the end, I always find the last week the hardest just because you're so close to the end. Yeah. Um. So I'm yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm really not surprised that people people quit. No, no, I'm, I, I, I can see that you. Know, I, I've done it previously, and um, you know, I just I, I thought I'd uh, just ask that question really because you with with doing this, we're trying to you know talk to everybody about their journeys, and, and everybody's going to have different different thoughts. But we're hopefully trying to help the people in the challenge to continue with it and um, help them know that you know they're maybe not not by themselves. So if you're listening. Whatever that rate is, let's try and blow James out of the water, make him busy for about six months having to pick a winner, um, with yeah. as many <laughs> final pictures in there as, as possible, and uh, you know, and stick with it. And I'm sure if you um, if you message the coaches or or anybody else in the challenge and use the Facebook community, you'll get the, the pick me up and the encouragement that that you need. Um, I think there may be times as well where someone's subscriptions overlapping with the challenge ending mm-hmm. and they maybe don't renew the subscription. They may have three months of a subscription. Yeah. Like maybe with a one flat and then they've not, they've not moved it on to take it to another three month block or whatever. There's, there could be a lot of that as well, I would imagine. 
Yeah, something I say, something I say to some people when they say that they're thinking about dropping out is that you've got to make sure you're dropping out for the right reasons. That let's say you drop out the week six mark, you've got six more weeks. That time's going to pass whether you like it or not. And if you go in a complete fuck it mode for those six weeks because you couldn't mm-hmm. handle, you're going to be right back where you were or worse than you were at the start of that challenge, and you're going to wish you'd carried on. So even even if you just carry on, but you stop working out and you just follow your calories, you're still going to lose weight or, you know, whatever your goal is, just carry on because the time's going to, yeah, exactly. Your time, your, your, the time's going to pass whether you like it or not. Do you yeah. really, do you want to be in six more weeks? Do you want to feel like shit and wish you had finished the challenge? Cause there's nothing you can do then So just carry on, just push through. Obviously if it is going to be better for your mental health or whatever to stop, because, you know, I don't know, there's obviously going to be some sort of reason why going the challenge isn't going to be priority. Yeah. Then obviously stop. But for the majority of you that want to stop, just carry on because you're going to feel worse if you do. Don't carry on. Mm-hmm. I think a big thing for me as well is I've actually put a lot of money into this. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not wasting that. And my pull-up bar cost me a bit more than I, it should have done, etc. So... Yeah, I'm not wasting that opportunity. I'm going to crack on with the challenge. And like, like Jack just said, you could be on hitting your calories and hitting 10,000 steps a day. And we've learned from this step challenge that people have got amazing results just from the step challenge. So yeah. they don't need to do the workouts or anything like that. I really love what Jack said about the six weeks because I know everybody knows Facebook memories, right? It shows you your old memories from yeah. a year ago, whatever. And every single year, like clockwork, I would have some post that's like, I'm finally going to be healthy. I'm finally going to exercise, whatever. And then I'd fuck off after like a week or two. And then every year I would see that post come back around and I'd sit there and read it and be like, wow, if I stuck with it, I, it would already be a year later. It would already be a year. And I kept seeing that. And then, and then finally one year I finally was like, all right, let's, and it, and, it, and it's true. Then all of a sudden you're two years down the road and you're like, wow, it's, I, you know, you just have to stick with it. It's hard. It's really hard. And I think that just to go back to the photos, the thing I really learned for the first one and the biggest piece of advice I would say is, especially when you're starting, don't look at your photos until about week six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I'm, the first couple of weeks of the challenge, I struggled and I was doing weight, which I know was not the best one. But I was watching the scale and the scale was kind of going down. But then the photos, I couldn't see the difference between, uh, it, I think it was week eight. And it kind of all clicked went, aha, right, there's a bit of a change there. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was like, right, it's worth it. Oh, my God, this is going to fucking happen. And, yeah. <laughs> it was like, this is the start of it. But that's week eight. And it is, it is grim after that if you just constantly watch yourself. Because then you hate looking at yourself every morning and go, well, that's still not changed. That's still not changed. So I, uh, for this one, I'm not looking until about halfway through. I'm going to look, start, middle, and end, taking the photos. But I'm not going to com- compare the back and keep comparing the back because that really screwed me up the first time. So, and yeah, t- just taking the starting photos is terrifying as well, especially oh, if yeah. you're not where you want to be. But it's the, you've got to take the starting photo to realise how far you've come along. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. But, well, from my previous two challenges, I've at least taken one week off somewhere. I've just thought I can't, I can't be arsed now, and I've just thought I'm hanging it up, and I'm going to take one week off, and the next week I just go back to it again. So my twelve week challenge maybe became three weeks, one week off, and then finalise the rest of the weeks to finish the challenge. And it's all right to take a week off if you're not feeling it. Stop. Yeah. 
there's no point in doing it if you're not feeling it. And you might feel different the next week and go, do you know what? I feel better now. I'm going back to it. And I think you did this, Jack, and I think I took this from you and Kay did it as well. Where when you're taking your progress photos, I've done this for this challenge. I've done the start and then week one is a comparison. And then yeah. the next week it's the start and week two is a comparison. Yeah, yeah. That's where the progress is going to come. Yeah. 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 I'm starting to make a big difference doing that. Because by the time you get to week six and you look at the comparisons of start to week six, there will be a change somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love when people do clothing. Clothing is a good one. I've seen those people who post like the pair of pants that you see creeping up their legs or, or a zipper creeping up. It's such a good visual when maybe in your underwear you don't see everything, but something like that is so tangible. Yeah. Mm. So what you're saying, okay. Lauren, is I'm posting photographs of me and my budgie smugglers. <laughs> no, they have to go up every time, Chris. <laughs> you can't show us other people your quads. <laughs> I think with them, with, with something I learned about the pictures is that picture has to be every week, but it doesn't have to be the same day every week. If I'm Sunday on a Monday, I'm like, I cannot be asked to take my pictures today. Take them on the Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, it's you might be in a better space to do that on on a different day. Um and I'm sure I'd, I read in the challenge email that made something that clicked with me was you must take at least 12 pictures. It doesn't say you must take at least 12 weeks of pictures. So yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's I think that's quite important as well. Do it on a day that you're feeling good about taking your pictures. Yeah. And same lighting, take it at the same time each day. Yep. I did my start photos for the original, the first chance of previous one to this with the blinds like these were upstairs shut and the difference when you open them up, it's so much nicer. It's so much better <laughs> when they're open. So yeah, no, we do it. Like, same lighting. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So actually, yeah, we said we'd, we, we went down transformation photos there, but um, and challenge, but yeah, managing those those tough days. So Nikki, you you asked or you suggested this because of a tough day this week. You're... Yeah, I I normally the positive dickhead um, like it's last week. I, I had a rise to the sun blues, and it, no, I normally people say that with hating the job or not being asked with a you know. I, I didn't get it from that. We Sunday morning we went out had couple of hours of walking in the forest and it was beautiful really just relaxing barely any phones just proper chill time and i got back and i was in the biggest fucking soccer i don't want to do this i don't want to prep all my food for next week i don't want to stretch oh anything i'm fed up i want to be out walking again i don't want to so i don't know it just comes over sometimes and it is well i want to eat everything i can order online um yeah, just comes out of nowhere sometimes. And I think sometimes it is because you're in a deficit and because you're managing calories and you're watching things and because you're hyper aware of everything. I know. For me, it's, yeah, when I have a sulk, I want, I want food and I want easy food and I get lazy with cooking. I do love cooking and watching them coops as lives and stuff. But yeah, we get very lazy and living in the middle of the city, there is so much food. So easy. <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't, I think... I don't, I don't know how I always manage it. I think yesterday it was a bit of, right, I'm in a sulk. What do I need to get me out of a sulk that isn't ordering food, that isn't going to drive through? Lauren, like you said, yeah. Um, and I sort of had to sort of make myself write these things down. Right, what really makes me happy? What's really going to turn the mood down? Right, I'm going to sit and read for a few hours. And that kind of 
got me in. But it was the thought of having to prep all my meals for the week. And it's not, I don't make anything drastic. I make pasta with a lot of uh, tomatoes and olives and bits. It's pretty fucking easy as far as meal prep goes. But I just couldn't fucking face it. And then it got to about seven at night. I was like, well, I'm not going to fucking do it. I'm just going to buy lunch tomorrow and that's fine. Yeah, I will make sure on Monday I make a sensible choice when I go and have it. I won't eat everything in M&S. Um, yeah, there's not much of a story. I just <laughs> was in a bit of a salt with it and just couldn't really get out. And just I, the thought of prepping everything, I just went, I'll do this. And then I didn't. And I've kind of gone, today I've woken up in a much better mood. Didn't necessarily have a great sleep, but just woken up, worked out, cracked on with it. And I feel feel fine again I just couldn't I could not be fucked to get everything ready and sorted and set up but yeah so how, how does everyone else deal with those days I know that's not exactly dealing with it um <laughs> as such but yeah find the things that make me happy like reading like sorting shit but yeah so there's, there's two so. things I think you said there <laughs> that um that I I picked up on right so I'm doing Paul Moore's Unstoppable 28 so you, you talked mm. about the happiness thing. So Paul Mort talks about that being the happiness buffet. So you should have yeah. 15 things written down of things that just make you happy. And from if you're feeling crap, you can go to your happiness buffet and pick out one of those things that's going to make you feel better. Oh, I like that a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's exactly what you did. Yeah. You had to go and write them down, whereas if it was just there, um, and those things should be not related to people um, or a particular location. Yeah. yeah. So one of my things that I wrote down from that was just blasting music up at you know um, the highest level, and you're know, having it in the house, opening all the windows, and letting every other fucker having to hear it. Um, <laughs> so so, so it. yeah, that that was yeah. I think you know, if you've got those dark places, have somewhere you can go. And and if it's if one of those happiness things is to eat a Chinese takeaway. Go and eat your Chinese yeah. takeaway, log it, and you know, deal remap for the next, the coming days. Um, you know, but the other thing about meal prep, right? So I I can't do meal prep on yeah. a certain day of the week. But what I do is when I do cook, I will cook enough for a family of five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to eat. For a family of five, <laughs> <laughs> but I now freeze all those meals and I put yeah. them in the freezer. So I'm, and even if that means for five days, I'm just going to put it out of the freezer and, re- and microwave it and have it. It's fine, but it means in my freezer, I normally got between thirty and sixty ready meals in my freezer, yeah. and they're all different. And it's lucky dip. I don't label anything. <laughs> Um, I know what it is once I pull it out. I, um, I write the date on it, but I don't label what it is. So once I open it and go, oh, it was chilly from, you know, 5th of May, I can go to my fitness pal. I've got the meal saved and I can bang it in. That's great. Um, like and, that. and that's a far easier way for me to meal prep than having to mm. do as like Pav does, lays out his seven meals. Oh, no. And, it's amazing, but no. Um, I, I just can't I do that, that in, on, on a certain day every week. Um, no, I creature for a bit. Sunday, so I'll get lunches done. I, I don't eat breakfast and anything else. I, I just do lunches. So then I don't go to MS down the road and buy everything I can eat because I'm hungry by 12. So it works. And I'm creature of habit with it. But just Sunday, I went, yeah, not so in, my, yeah. in my freezer, I've got two different good. size pots. So one's a lunchtime pot and one's a dinner pot. 
So even if it means having a, a, a chili, I've had a lunchtime seven rather than like that. <laughs> so I and if you put it out in the morning, by the time you've got to work and whatever, as long as you've got a microwave, you're good to go. Um, yeah. So that that's that's how I maybe deal with my meal prep. But yeah, what's like that? Just thoughts. But also, um, <clears throat> muscle food to do quite good lunch prep meals. Mm. Um, That's me. You buy, yeah, you buy one week, get a second week free, and I'll get two lots of them a month, and yeah. they help. That's good. And the food's, the, the food's decent. I quite like it. And there's a good variety of different things. They just you'll notice that yourself, Stuart, that some of it had disappeared off the the ordering system. Yeah, there was a lot of things left off, but. I'm the same as you. I just order 20 meals. They come out for me, it's every two weeks. And I've just always got loads in my freezer. They're just always there. And I just go in and uh, tend to range between 300 to 450 calories per, per meal. Nice. Yeah, it's perfect for lunch, isn't it? Yeah, I just throw in a, a frozen veg bag in the microwave. Sometimes I'm putting on bird's eye potato waffles to have with it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Put the, put the fajitas in a wrap. Exactly. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I grew up in a family where food was um, just, it was a tool, right? So if you had a shit day, you got your favorite meal. If you had a great day, you got your favorite meal. Like it was just a constant reporter for the good things and the bad things. So I had to really unlearn that. And what I found for me now is I kind of, like you were saying, you just couldn't be bothered on Sunday. So as far as like comfort food, I don't want to, punish myself. I don't want to, you know, tie myself off from every comfort food I love, but I try to mitigate why I'm seeking it out. Am I seeking it out because I'm in a random bad mood? That doesn't really justify having a crazy meal. But if I have this major stressor, last week we had drama in my family and, and um, my sister's in a domestic situation that I had to go take care of. It was a shit day. It was a crap day. Did I eat what I wanted for dinner? Yeah, because that was a really heavy day and that was a comfort for me. So it's mitigating it so that every single time you're pressured, every single time you're sad, every time you're not turning to food, but it's okay on those big occasions or something really big happens. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's not, you know what I mean? I had to switch that. I like that make, yeah. I had to make that switch in my mind that it can't be used every time. I love that happiness buffet. I'm definitely going to use that. I, but the mm -hmm. idea that, it's definitely a part of my buffet. It just can't be the one I go to every time for every hiccup. It could be like the one I save for when there's something really major and that's the thing, you know? I like that a lot. Yeah. I think, I think with me though, because I have like the poor relationship with food, I, if I have a really shit day and I have stuff planned already, I'll just be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to have a pizza or whatever anyway. Um, so I'm really trying, I'm trying, trying to work hard in sort of not saying yes to that knee-jerk reaction. And the way yeah. I'm doing that at the moment is uh, like, okay, well, I'm pissed off. Do I really want a pizza because I'm hungry and I want it? Or do I just want it because I'm feeling pissed off? And will it make me feel any better afterwards? Now, usually the answer is no. Um, so what I've been doing at the moment, which has been helping, is that I sort of neck a pint of water, go for a half an hour walk. And if I still want it by the time I want, I come back. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll order I like it and I'll have it. Um, but nine times out of ten, you know, I've listened to a podcast, I listen to some music, got some fresh air, come back, and I'm feeling much mm. better. I've just taken myself yeah. away from that. What I used to do is just 
order it straight away, stick the US office on or play on my Xbox until the pizza arrived and then just smashed it as quickly as I could and then felt shit afterwards. Yeah. Thought in there, yeah. I know that feeling, feeling shit after a pizza. Oh, yeah. and you, you, I never feel good after it. It's it really sad, in, isn't it? Like it, it? Yeah, it's horrible. Um, I maybe to turn it around a little bit. So on Saturday, after I finished my hundred k, I really had this feeling of wanting to celebrate because I felt like a shoot. Yeah, and I really enjoyed having a couple of beers in the sun with. Yeah, some of the other JSA members, that was fine. I came back, there was a street gathering going on, and I instinctively bought eight beers from the shop on the way back because I knew it was happening. And I sat out there. I actually only drank two because it was in conversation. I came back into the house, and I normally would have sat there and drunk the other six beers, but as we know, I was talking about previously, I was trying to manage my alcohol intake. Those six beers are still in the fridge. Because yeah. I told that I was going to order a pizza to celebrate. Now, having that pizza was good. Domino's was, yeah, it was lovely. It was tasty, blah, blah. And then I logged it and I was like, two and a half thousand calories. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what's it worth those two and a half? Now, I, could have, I can expend those two and a half thousand from last week. Yeah. It was, I was burning an additional three, three and a half thousand calories from my, from my runs. I, I was okay with it. But it reminded me that, okay, if I'm doing that on a shit day or if I'm celebrating something else, is it worth those two and a half thousand calories? No, it wasn't. <clears throat> and actually, I could have had a pizza in the freezer that I could have pulled out from Asda or from Tesco or wherever, bunged it in the oven, 20 minutes later, it would have been here quicker than a Domino's. It would have been just as satisfying and it would have cost me 1,200 calories. Right. And it was Do you like, ever does that ever remind you of like what you used to be like? Like I could quite easily oh order a large pizza. This is back like a couple of years ago, large pizza, and whoever I'm getting that pizza with, if they hadn't finished their pizza, I would smash their pizza as well. And I <laughs> yep. didn't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have that Madness. on my own. Yeah. I we used to because she went to uni Exeter and I live in London. So she would do like the weekend here and Monday and then she'd go back to Exeter and then come back. And so every weekend we'd get a takeaway or whatever. And I always, that was when I started getting at my fattest. So I'm going to blame her because we would order, we would order like, let's say pizza out of Domino's or whatever. My order would be a large pizza, garlic bread, wings, and then like two liters of Coke. Now we'd share the garlic bread, but she'd have her own pizza. So I would have an additional size I'd eat everything, yep. both my both my sides, uh, half uh, all of my pizza, and she would only eat like four or five slices. Like I'm full. I'd have two slices of hers. Then she'd eat the rest of the pizza like the next day for lunch. And I was like, and obviously I'd neck the bottle of Coke as well, which is how, like two liters of Coke is how many calories. And I was like, we eat the same thing. Why are you not fat? And obviously, <laughs> yeah. I was smashing like three times as much as she was. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, yeah. when I heard afterwards as well, every single time, it's just scary. And you'd go down the shop and you'd just pick up three packets of three bags of M and M's and just take them home and you'd eat them in front of the TV. And I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah, they're not share bags, are they? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, I think the first time I actually looked at 
like when I lost, when I hit my first goal weight, I did like an analysis of like what a typical day was like for me when I was like close to 300 pounds and I looked at it and I looked at this list. I was eating like a goddamn Olympian. It was thousand. I was like, who did I think I was? Michael Phelps, like whole pizza and a whole, and I was like, what the hell? And I looked at it and you don't realize until you actually add it up. And I was like, I was eating that daily, daily. And yeah. I was like, and it just, it just, it just becomes a habit like everything else. It does. I, used to, I was an Olympian last week. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I think, do you know what? Have your bad day sometimes, but try to manage it before you get to that so it becomes you know, a manageable one bad day. Decide how bad that day is. If it's going to be, sod it, I'm having my takeaway. Log it and, and then enjoy it and maybe learn from logging it and go back to the next day and restart yeah. um, and get back Absolutely. on it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, what, what does James say? One hot day doesn't make a summer? Yeah. Oh, I think yeah, I yeah, say yeah. that all the time. It's true. And, um, mm. It does in Scotland. And also living in Scotland. Also living joke about that is brilliant. Where he yeah. talks about everybody crowding around the TV. <laughs> and it's going, it's hotter than Malta! <laughs> warmer than Tenerife today. It's warmer than Tenerife. And... <laughs> Dubai, 46 degrees. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> and also living in Scotland, everything's deep fried. Everything. Oh, deep fried. Yeah, really? deep fried Mars bar. Oh, yeah. really? Deep fried Mars bar. Oh, deep fried. Deep fried pizza. Good. Pizza crunch. So my, my go-to chip shop is um, deep fried battered jumbo sausages with chips. Yeah. And a half, and a half oh, my God. It sounds so delicious. Half pizza crunch, which is just batter right round the pizza, and it's in the bat in the fryer. That's amazing. Oh my God. And <laughs> again, you eat it and you think, actually, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> lovely. It was just lovely. <laughs> Something I found out about my girlfriend in Scotland. So my dad lives in Aberdeen with his wife, right. who's from Aberdeen. Uh, and so I like Mars bars, and I like uh, like battered stuff. Hate battered Mars bar. I think they're disgusting. Oh, my girlfriend no. doesn't like Mar doesn't like Mars bars and doesn't like battered stuff, but she loves a battered Mars bar. Work that one out. Oh no, they're so good. Oh, it just melts. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's wrong. Oh, it's wrong. You can't have a battered Mars bar. It's wrong. The thing is, it's on every single menu in the chip shops in Scotland. It's, they do Twixies, Snickers. Um, there was actually one up the north of Scotland. They used to use the was it, who was the, the the chef that used to use all the frozen stuff? He used to do all the smoke. Was it Hester? Hester? Uh, Heston Blumenthal. Yeah. 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 Someone got his recipe and actually made deep fried ice cream. So oh. they were able to contain the ice cream, cover it, oh. deep fry it, and you can. I've had it. that. It's, it's really cold. good. It's just baked Alaska. Yeah, it, that's basically Is it. That yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but you but you're deep frying it instead of putting it in the oven. Amazing. Um, just. Yeah. So yeah. But, you know, I suppose it's better <laughs> rather than meringue, but, you know, yeah. you know, anyway, we're meant to be helping people, <laughs> <laughs> helping ourselves. Maybe we should, maybe that's one of the tips, just get on a podcast and talk it through. Let, let your, 
not not one of us has run off to the fridge during that time so, so. i'll stop with headphones yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh. said, though, you think back to what you used to eat and i know i used to have that every weekend and i now have it once a month as a treat yeah i just think Do you know what i'm not going to stop having it because it's there yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly and it yeah have it. we I think... go on go on <laughs> I was going to say, my thing, oh, me and my partner, we work quite long hours and he can be out all week. And we are lazy fuckers. We both like cooking, but we don't do it that often. And we get takeaways quite a bit, but it's just managing it. Like tonight, could not, had, had stuffed peppers planned. Could we be fucked? Could we shit? So we've had McDonald's, but we've now, rather than having, I could easily have two meals plus an extra chips. Instead of that, I've actually got, had a little half meal. And actually, the, that amount of chips is just enough. And it's brilliant because it's like a third of the fucking calories, but actually that satisfies that need yeah. of eating shit. And it's great. I've got still got 250 calories left over. So pudding's coming after this. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just managing it. And yeah, like getting a chippy. Instead of having a lot of fish, it's a, small, it's a small fish, a small chippy. I can't not have battered mushy peas. Oh, sorry, going back onto battered food. Battered mushy peas. That's another <laughs> oh. I love that. Yeah, um, it's just managing it. Five a day at least. Exactly. Exactly. I think um, I think massively though, social media plays a massive role with putting those thoughts into your head. The moment oh, and yeah. and oh, phones <laughs> and all that kind of thing. Like I could be like going through my day, having not the best day, but not even thinking about pizza, for example. And it's as if dominoes know that I'm having a shit day and they're texting and they're going, no, this is know. the deal. And then you've got it in your head that I'm going to have pizza, I'm going to have pizza, I'm going to have pizza. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And then you almost convince yourself you're going to have pizza, so fuck it. And it's, you can't shut away from it anymore. There's not, nothing to stop it from reaching you through... You could even talk about pizza and it would come up as a sponsored post on Facebook <laughs> or Instagram. Yeah. So it's it's harder now, I think, to get away from it all. Yeah, it's in your face constantly. Well, yeah. something I love to something I would love to talk about one of these days with you guys is how you guys deal with family and friends who are not on board with this stuff and keeping your relationships with them because it's really hard. It's really hard if you live in a household with people who are not doing this kind of thing, um, or if your closest friends are not. And how your relationships kind of change with people in that way too. Let's do that next week. That sounds like a good juicy one. That would be a good subject to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, especially. I'm sure we've all got someone that isn't, you know, whether it's a, a parent or another half or yeah, even yeah. friends. Yeah. Everyone's got someone non, that's a bit of a dickhead. Well, you've probably got the conscious sabotagers and the non-conscious sabotagers. Correct. Yes, absolutely. I think it's the non-conscious sabotages that are the worst because yeah. they don't understand. Yeah. yeah. If you've got someone going, oh, you're like purposely trying to get you to eat a bit of cake, you can be like, just fuck off. But if it's your other half, just like Danny, you, she didn't really get on board for a while and she would be like, I just want for dinner. I was like, I've told you already. I can't. Yeah. But can I can fucking deficit, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Um, that, like, yeah, let's 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 do that next week. And, um, Great suggestion. So, yeah, I think um, yeah, this, we've really talked through having your tough days. I guess the suggestion is sometimes manage it if you can. Try to manage it. Get get outside. 
change your change your thought, dip into this happiness buffet. If you if that doesn't work, allow it, track it. Don't pun, don't punish yourself for doing it, and you know, try to learn from it and and move on. Um, Failing that, have a bad Mars bar. Yeah. yeah, better than that. Yes. Have a bad <laughs> better than that. Go all in. Ice cream. <laughs> the only the only thing we didn't mention that I would add in there is just having having buddies, having a community. Having somebody you can text yeah. good, oh, oh, I yeah. want two pizzas, and your buddy's going to go, nah, don't do it. We're going to run tomorrow. Like somebody who can kind of like, because sometimes I need that junk food, and sometimes that one comment from an accountability buddy being like, don't do it, girl. You know, you know, and I'm like, all right, all right, all right, I'm good. You just need somebody to talk you off the edge a little bit. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. That, that's really important. And you know, maybe just post it in the JSA group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll, yeah. Have, it, you'll have, you know, and enough people you know coming after you um, <laughs> or message your coach they're there to help with that as well we can so, do that yeah, we can yeah do i'm going to message you jack i think for me personally i wouldn't um i wouldn't go into the facebook group purely because if you reach out to the facebook group you're doing it because you want people to tell you not to or you're doing it because you want people to tell you to, and you're going to get both. So I don't actually think it's going to, you'll get a bunch of people saying, oh, no, don't do it. Think of your goals, rah, rah, rah. And you'll also get a load of people that don't have like, they're like, go on, just do it. If it's going to fit your calories, blah, blah, blah. But I think the accountability buddy is the way to go. So get a group of like-minded people. That's what I did um, in bio two, which was my last one. And I would put that down to the reason that I did so well, because I'd message the group, but like, I'm having a shit day and they, and they'd help me out. Mm. I don't think I messaged the group once and said anything. Yeah. Not that the group isn't good. It's just that you're not going to get everything you need out of the group because there's going to be, there's always going to be different opinions. Yeah. When what you really need is like solidarity and be like, no, don't do it. Yeah. yeah. And Very there's also going to be people that are not achieving their goals that yeah. everybody wants to feel that what they're doing is okay. So if I'm not achieving, and then somebody else is, you're, you're going to get that collective pulling together. Um, so yeah, you may be right that you have those one or two people that, you, those people that are going to call you out in your own bullshit for it. Yes. And also maybe the person is going to go, what's happened? Why? Let's talk about it. You know? Yeah. Uh, and we touched on the Facebook last week, so it's not always the best place to go seeking help. Yeah. I think it really depends on what you're asking for. Sometimes it's the best place to go because you're going to get loads of positivity. But if you need someone to give you a bit of a kick up the arse, I haven't seen many that do it in the right way. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's difficult. So I, I think with... It's difficult to judge it by text as well because you can yeah. say something that is meant in the right, sort of meant in the same way. And then depending on you as the reader, you as the receiver, it depends on how your mentality is. You could take it as just a dig or an insult and then, you know, you end up being even wor in a worse position than you were when you've messed with the group. So I think take everything with it, anything with a pinch of salt, because especially in a text, unless someone calls you up and calls you a prick, you don't really know what someone's intentions are. Yeah. yeah I think that, I think that's so big because if your accountability buddy is somebody who actually knows you, they'll know to decipher between, Hey, you really are having a hard day and this is how you should handle it. Or, yeah. Oh, all right, come on. You're just whining. Like they know you, they know you well enough to kind of like 
Whereas if you ask strangers, it's exactly what you said. You're going to get people who are like, oh, you deserve it. You've been working so hard. And you're going to get others who are like, no, don't, you know. So having someone who really knows you and you build a rapport with is huge. It's, um, brilliant. So we said we'd also, I think with some massive news within the UK, and um, you know, I'm sure Lauren can add to this because being in the US, she spoke last week about how the gyms had already reopened. Um, but within the UK, we've we've had a news of the, the gyms reopening. And I know from personal conversations that there's two lots of opinions with that. And um, yeah. also, you know, uh, Jack, Jack spoke about how um, you know, the requests are coming into coaches for, for plans to be changed and there's been a bit of a spike. So, um, yeah, what is, is there anybody who's, who's like in the, in the camp? No, I'm not going back to the gym. Um, oh, see, I'm in a different boat. I never was, I never went to the gym that much before. I was always doing home workouts or running or uh, jumping in and out of whatever I was doing until I found the Murph, obviously. Um, but I've always been intrigued in deadlifting, but I'm not in a rush at the moment to go and get a PT and learn to deadlift. If I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not interested <laughs> at the moment. I, I, I don't, I think we're going to get, uh, I don't want to go into, let's turn this into coronavirus, but I think there's a massive backlash coming very soon. So, yeah. I'm, I'm a little hesitant myself. I'm not, I mean, I'm quite fortunate enough that around this time last year, I bought a decent enough squat rack, some weights and a bench. And just before lockdown, I managed to get a hold of some dumbbells just before the prices went ridiculous. Um, so I've got enough there to help. I bought a, a suspension trainer. I've now got an exercise ball to go with it. So I'm building a nice little den in my garage just to go and work out when I feel like it. I've not got a lot of heavyweights in it. I've maybe got about 60 kilos of max that I can put on the barbell. But time under tension, speaking to the, the coaches and GSAs helped me realise a new way of working out and I'm quite enjoying it now. And then Stuart shared the, the Murph stuff with me as well. So I'm going to give that a go in the next couple of months or so when the challenge is over with. So for me, I'm not in a massive rush to get back to the gyms yet. It'd be great. It'd be good to start lifting heavy again. But uh, same as Stuart, I'm a bit concerned about going back just in case there's another another wave. Um, and if it shows that it's not going to happen, great, I'll go back. But until then, I'm quite happy sitting and waiting. Nikki, you, you put your hand up as well. You're very polite. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to shout and just be loud and northern. Um, yeah, I, 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 I like you guys. have got a bit of stuff at home. I've got a, I've got a barrel. I've got kettlebells and dumbbells and bits. Um, it's they're not particularly heavy. The kettlebells and dumbbells are alright, but my um, barbell only goes up to twenty kilograms. So that's the only thing I'm struggling with. But I've only found that in the last couple of weeks since I've actually got up to using that weight. Um, I. Uh, out of coronavirus I've got an hour and a half commute to work so I lose a lot of daytime doing that anyway um, and actually I find home workouts I can ro literally roll out of bed and get up and go do it and it, it helps me a bit routine wise I just literally get up and do it and don't have to think rather than get up right drive somewhere else then I've got to make sure I've got everything and I'm so far away from home anyway um, 
But I am looking forward to people going back. I'm really looking forward to buying a bench and some more weights. And hopefully, once everyone's gone back to the gym, <laughs> everything will go on marketplace up marketplace again, and I'll be able to find something. But yeah, no, I, I agree with the sort of potential second wave, or we want to call it. Um, but yeah, right now I think it's it suits me just rolling out of bed, and it's there. There's no excuse. Um, at the moment, it's kind of all piled in the living room until uh, this server is done. But and it's there, and there's no excuse. I mean, I think for some people it's a bit of a pain if it's in the way or you're just watching it and going, no, I'll do it later. But it's there. It makes me do it. There's a pull-up bar. As soon as you walk downstairs, you see it. Right, you've got to do it. It's the little yeah. trick of motivation sometimes. It's the constant reminder that it's there and needs doing. Jan, yeah. what's, what's your opinion as a, as a, a, a PT? If I take the PT out of it, I cannot wait to get back in the gym. I can't wait to have a place where I can not think about anything else but the gym. I can't wait to deadlift off something that isn't my wonky path and try and have to balance everything. I can't wait to not have to work out in my front garden. I can't wait. And it's going to be weird. There's going to be less people. You're going to have to make sure you're sort of, I know that you have to sort of, well, I can only speak for the gym I work for because I've been told about it, but going in, making sure you hand sanitize before you go in, making sure you do it when you go out, making sure, you know, every time you touch a bit of equipment, you're going to have to make, remember to wipe everything down and like wash your hands again. It's going to take a bit of time to get used to, but I can't wait. And I never really, I think I took everything for granted because I was like, oh yeah, I'll do that later. And I, like, I can't wait to go swimming again. And I hated swimming when I was there. Like I just, I just miss it. Just miss That's being able point. to get into a pool. Mm. Um, like I said, it's going to be weird. Uh, I don't think if you're, if you're not using the pool, I think they're trying to reserve the changing rooms for the people that are going to go swimming because uh, it's going to be near on impossible to sort of social distance in that area, the way it's laid out. Um, speaking as a PT, I'm excited to go back to work and have somewhere to go. I don't think I'll be going back on the 25th because I'm corporate. So I only work Monday to Friday for a start and it'll be down to the company I work for to open up the gym and then Nuffield to be like, okay, well, you're going back to work. So it might take a little bit longer. So I might still be doing the virtual stuff and like the virtual PT and things. But when I do go back in, I guess it depends. I'm still excited, but it's going to be a lot emptier than normally. It's like a, a corporate gym is empty at the best of times. You've got the busy times before work, at lunch and after work. It's pretty dead, sort of nine till 12, one till five. It's going to be even more dead then because I know that they're not, the company I work for don't, aren't allowing all their workforce to go back at one time. They're going to stagger everything. So it's going to be different. It's going to get, to, it's going to get some taking used to, but I couldn't be more excited just so I have, like, I've got, I've, I made myself a schedule to stick to during lockdown, but I can go back to my sort of relatively normal pre-lockdown schedule and I can't I honestly can't wait to go back to it so yeah, my thoughts um, Lauren what was so how long has it, have you been able to get back in the gyms so it's been almost a month now like like three-ish weeks um and you know the thing I would say to everybody is just common sense as somebody who works in healthcare so I do have the two gym memberships and I went back to the generic one that's near my house they removed half the equipment a lot of people chose not to go back. So it's a ghost town. So I feel very safe. I go in there, 
I have, you know, there's, there's cleaning supplies everywhere. I wear a mask. Um, and the room where I do boxing has nobody else in it a lot of the time. So I can take my mask off when I box. Um, so there I'm like, I feel very safe as a healthcare, some, as somebody who works in infection control at, at a local hospital, I feel very safe there. They've taken all their precautions. I went to my first class back at CrossFit over the weekend and I pulled the coach aside who I adore. He's a good friend of mine. I was like, this is not safe. What you're doing is not, I'm just telling you, he has all the supplies out and everything, but everyone's close together. It's a tight environment. It's hot. It's like, and then he had a pizza truck come to like welcome everybody back and had a big party with the whole gym. And I understand people want to go back and I, I miss that community so much. I miss them all. And they, they got me where I am today, but I can't use missing them as an excuse to rush back to like normalcy. Like it's just, it's a little soon for that. So I mean, just common sense. I walked in there and I was like, no, they're not quite no, I don't feel comfortable here. So I'm going to put a pin in them for a while. Um, but my local private gym, like there's not, forget six feet of distance. There's like nobody in the weight area I was in. I was like, okay, this is great. So I think you just have to use common sense. If you arrive somewhere, you look in something and it looks unsafe. If you, the only bonus I was laughing with a girlfriend of mine, the only like weird perk is that like gym etiquette is a lot better now like there's always those assholes who like will take your equipment or like you set up a rack and they come over and fuck with your stuff nobody touches your shit anymore like you set it up and people walk over they're like oh no no and they walk away so that's that's amazing amazing (laughs) yeah you know you just or you just like like you know i was i was joking with my girlfriend i was gonna lower my mask and like cough if i wanted somebody to go away but i'm not i'm not i'm not i can do that I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I have a dark sense of humor. Um, but, you know, it's just using common sense. Don't touch your face. That's another big one. Like, yes, all this hygiene, just don't touch your face. That is the primary source of transmission. If you keep washing your hands constantly and washing the things you're touching and you don't touch your face till you get home and can wash again and take your clean mask off, you, you, you hopefully will be okay. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I just looked at the screen when you said don't touch your face. And myself, Chris, and Stuart are all touching a face. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that when you said it. I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's constant. It's yeah. constant. Yeah. It's, it's an automatic thing. It's an automatic thing to like, want to scratch your nose. Your, your face automatically, the second you tell somebody, don't touch your face, your face is itchy. It's immediate. Well, I'm, I'm screwed in the gym because I'm sweating 24-7. So I'm going to be always wiping my, wiping my face. But... My my opinion is I, I love the fact that gym life can return. Um, I use uh, a David Lloyd gym for, for, for Lauren. That's a, a club, so there's um, tennis courts, um, pool, spa area. Um, and I use it for more than just the gym. Um, and it's expensive for that. So I use it for the, the, the spa and the you know, um, plunge pool um, and the pool. Um, and they've said that yeah, they've just they're also very corporate so they, they've not done a lot to support our members for many years other than just put their prices up never listened to a request for new equipment things like that um, and they automatically said okay your direct debits will be reinstated we're ready to go never kind of talked about price haven't that, that was before kind of what, the, what they were doing what rules they were putting in place and I couldn't justify the cost for what's yeah. been taken away because we're not going to have the spa area. 
pools have got to be limited to three square meters of distance so i can only see that working by setting up lanes that are wider um and rent having to book a lane i know that the number of members in the club that's going to be very busy you know to get booked in and actually get your your slots um so i feel restricted to probably only using the gym but on top of that it's the summertime so i've been able to get my open water swimming done outside that's lovely and warm and you know, perfect for me i've found that i'm able to run i've done some of my jsa workouts at home and I'm, I'm okay with that where i won't be okay with it is when it's november and it's cold and wet yep and i'm looking for that indoor space so yeah i've said to my gym just continue to suspend my membership they yeah. might come back and say they're not doing that in which case i walk away and they lose a member so um it's i think it's you know if you look at this the six of us on here um and five five are not too bothered about it one's using the gym and, and really enjoying it um you know, we just have to wait and see with with what that looks like in the uk and um but where i do want to get back to the gym is actually to support my pts however yeah, yeah. As a friend said to me the government can still furlough people and maybe the gyms need to take that decision whether they bring back all the pts quickly um and you know use the furlough if they need to if they're not because they're not going to be busy all straight away i don't think a lot of people use a pt for spotting and things like that you probably can't do that um your classes are going to be limited to space so I think it's going to just be really interesting and you know to see yeah. where it goes. But in general, I think, announcements like that and the pubs opening and things. When I was out and about over the weekend, it did give this sense of life is starting yeah. to return. Yeah. A little bit. You, know, Chris, said you went to the pub and had a few pints in the beer garden. Great. Yes. I mean, it was that that general feeling. You were still. I play golf quite a lot and. I went to the driving range during the week last week for the first time since lockdown kind of started eating a little bit. And it's the first time I've been in a public place where I felt quite nervous because it was quite busy. And I stayed for about 45 minutes to one hour and I left. But I've still been going to the golf courses because I'm playing, you can social distance on a golf course, it's very easy to do. Um, yeah. Tends to be I'm over that way and someone else is that way anyway. <laughs> so it's kind of, that's fine. But at the, the beer garden, I'm fortunate enough the village I live in is quite quiet. It's not too busy. So our beer gardens only really were around half full anyway at the, the majority of the time. Um, so yeah, it was just great to just sit in a beer garden, see kids running about in the grass. There was a few dogs around. There was families out for their dinner. It just felt a little bit of normality again until you went to the loo and the restaurant was closed and it was arrows everywhere telling you where to go to go to the toilet. And you thought, is this it now? Is this how it's going to be? <laughs> It's just, it was a bit strange. But we were fortunate we had a one day of sun in Scotland yesterday, so we've got to send a few beer gardens. So, fantastic. So, maybe quite quickly, I'm aware of time and I'm eating into your, your Monday evenings again. Um, as as my, my episode of the podcast showed, uh, at over two hours, <laughs> um, I'm still not getting this timekeeping thing. Um, but um, you know, let's just have a, a quick run round, Nikki. What's your um, what's your goals for week three? Um, stay consistent. Um, I've got a weekend up with my parents this weekend up 
up north, um, which is bad for tracking. My parents are both big foodies. Bad for tracking, bad for saying no to good food. Um, and then plus four plus hours in the car each way. So trying to keep moving, trying to keep my step count as it was last week and the week before. Um, and if I can't be in a deficit, then at least the maintenance. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that thing of being in the car for four hours, right? I used to say that. till somebody said to me, what time do you normally have breakfast? And what time do you normally have lunch? And you'll probably find there's a four hour gap. Oh, yeah. Just not moving for the rings on my watch. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was, uh, I'd always take that, that bag of Skittles or whatever for my drive. <laughs> so, and snacks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Well, yeah, good luck. And uh, enjoy Thank your weekend you. away. Um, Thank you. Chris? Um, again, similar to Nikki, just staying consistent. One of my big things in this challenge is to be more accountable online and post my progress pictures every week. I've never really done that. So that's something I'm, I'm trying to keep going with and stay accountable and post what I'm doing every week and where I am to my goals that I'm trying to get to. Um, so yeah, more of the same for the film of next week, staying within my calories, keeping my workouts going, get my five gym sessions done to make up for the one I missed and keep my steps going. Good luck. Cheers. Jack? Uh, just to improve on last week and not injure myself, uh, I've got pre-season, my first pre-season uh, for rugby tomorrow. So get through that without injuring myself or throwing up, and that'll be good. Uh, and then if I can, if I can squat with at least sixty kilos without any pain on Thursday, I'll be happy. I think, and then I'll just work up from there. So. I think it's really smart to go back in and squat, but really low. Yeah. See where the where the tension is. So, and enjoy rugby, mate. I'm sure you'll be well pleased. Uh, enjoy might be a bit of a strong word. Stuart? Well, I've actually got... On Thursday, my parents are coming up for a week to play with me. But on Saturday is my main one, is where I'm getting my son over to stay with me, which is the first time since lockdowns happened. Um, So, to be fair, next week's going to be family time. Um, When he goes to bed, I'll be doing bits and bobs around the mirth, but I'm not going to be pushing myself. Um, Yeah, I'm going to save my energy for my son, to be fair. And Perfect. you know what, mate? That's I, I saw your story the other day where you were like six days or something like that on there, and it was, you know, that's that's going to be such a brilliant day for you. And uh, yeah, and I'm sure the build up to that is, you know, like exciting as anything. So yeah, just oh, I can't wait. Every day is emotional. I'm just like, oh, that's another 24 hours done. That's another 24 hours done. So yeah, that's going to do so much for you mentally that you're going to see the benefit everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's just, it's just, it, it was hard to do an adult decision surrounding his health and knowing that I was going to have to put him first. And because we talked about like meeting up, and I was like, I can't tell a three-year-old not to come within two meters of me. It's not going to happen. So, but luckily, I've been able to FaceTime every day and all that kind of thing. So, but yeah, Saturday. He will be here 
and Beautiful. you could you will see on Instagram how much I've missed him. <laughs> I can't wait to see pictures. That's so exciting. <laughs> and um, and do you know what? He's going to be super shocked at how fit his daddy's become. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think I'm going to be super shocked at how how much he's speaking and how much he's growing. To be fair, because he's shot up yes. in the because what when when did lockdown start? It's what, three months ago? Yeah. Four yeah. months? It's like 17 weeks, I think it is. Yeah. It's mental. And uh, I, I went from FaceTime where I was having bits and bobs com of conversation with him to he's having full sentences with me and it's just oh. crazy. So, oh. Yeah, I can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. Well, that needs to hurry up and finish and I just need to I'll start my holiday on Friday and then that's it. Game on, yeah, and just enjoy that, mate. That you know, if, if you can come away, and I'm sure you will, from with a smile on your face going into next week, that's all that counts this week. And, uh, yeah, I'm still going to try and be here on Monday, but I'm not promising anything. No, that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, enjoy it, um, Lauren. Um, like everybody else, the consistency piece, um, reading another book and, um, uh, there was something else I was going to say. I'll just keep it with it. Yeah. Just keeping that consistency always somewhere, you know, around this week is where I like maybe sometimes get a slump. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling good and just keeping consistent. Brilliant. And then um, for me, it's, I can't live life under I'm doing 100 kilometers. Um, so uh, that's that's gone. It's done. Um, you know, so this week is back to my challenge goals. You know, I, I can take 100 kilometers off my running goal, 280. Boom, done. But I need to get back to my press ups, back to my steps. You know, um, and back to my my CFD. You know, I've continued to log all this week, but allowing myself to eat whatever I wanted last week and you know still lost weight but I need to go back to what's my CFD goal back to you know being really mindful of that and then get all those other little my sub challenges you know back back on track because I've, I've lost a week on progress with those so I've got to go back and work out what my daily averages from my steps what my daily averages from my, my press ups um, and you know and my um JSA workouts, you know, I've set a number for that. So, yeah, just just re you know, readjust. It was a great achievement for last week, but it's done. It's over, and um, yeah, we're, we're we're back to back to normality. So, um, yeah, that that's that's my goal for for next week. So, well, thank you very much for uh, joining us, everybody. Um, the for the listeners, we'll be back next week. Um, and we'll, we'll see you know, which of our challenges join join next week. Um, I'm hoping it was just a blip, and you know, because if we lose another three next week, it will be down to a uh, almost a one-to-one -one podcast at some point. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, yeah. Um, also, thank you for everybody who's been been listening. Um, you, as you know, you can follow us on social media and Facebook at Podcast Conversations with or one word. Um, and on Instagram at podcast underscore conversations underscore with. We'll put up some stories on there with everybody else's Instagram to, to go and follow. Um, and enjoy your week. And good luck to anybody else who's doing the challenge. Um, I've you know, seen some other progress and things out there. 
Um, and uh, yeah, as we mentioned in the in the podcast, let's see if this can be the their biggest group of people who start the challenge to finish the challenge. So, good luck everyone, and enjoy your weeks.